0: All right, we are back with episode two of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I'm Scott Sturman, and I'm joined again by Matt Deitch. Matt, how are you doing?
1: Doing pretty good. Yourself?
0: Oh, not too bad. Uh, yeah, like I said, episode two, uh, coming back. Uh, last week, we kind of gave an introduction, uh, you know, about ourselves and, uh, you know, kind of just told you what this podcast was going to be about. Uh, this week, we've got uh, some ice reports. Um we wanted to say thanks to everybody for uh all the positive feedback that you've given us the last uh the last week uh, a lot of people really seemed like they liked the first one and that, that was nice to hear
1: yeah it definitely was i mean running into people telling you that they listened to the podcast and they really enjoyed it even a lot of people that don't necessarily get out and do a lot of fishing so yeah it's fun to hear that stuff thanks for all that make sure you keep following sharing us on facebook everything like that get your friends involved let them know about it. We we'll, we like hearing all kinds of different stories and mention you on, on here sometime.
0: Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun we. I think we're up over 150 likes now on Facebook in just a few days. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, just keep hitting that like button. Share your stories with us. Give us some topics to talk about on here. We're always looking for anything fishing related.
0: Yeah, definitely. If you guys want to hear something, let us know. We'll we'll talk about it. We're we're just two guys that like to fish and like to talk, so we can That's do that. That's for
1: sure. That's why we started doing this.
0: Yep. Uh, yeah, so we got some ice reports. Um, me and Matt uh, were lucky enough to talk to a uh, couple uh, big fishermen the uh, last couple days uh, up in Minnesota, North Dakota, uh, South Dakota. And, uh, yeah, Matt, uh, Matt, you want to start us off with one?
1: Yeah, we got one coming from uh, Theo Tolliver. He's from Fish Addictions TV. If you haven't checked out that show make sure you're doing that it's on fox sports north on Sundays, starting in january uh theo is from up in north dakota he's been on a hot bite up there recently he spent the day on lake sakakawea he was targeting walleyes they found 10 inches of ice decided to fish the sharp drop-offs that are synonymous with lake sakakawea they concentrated on depths between 15 and 25 feet With their main technique of catching fish was a simple bobber, split shot, and a plain hook tipped with a minnow. Can't get any simpler than that. They also used a variety of jigs tipped with just a minnow head as well, but the split shot technique provided to be superior over that. The bite lasted pretty much all day and well into the nighttime. What's great about Lake Sakakawea is that it holds a number of species of fish. Not only did they catch walleye, but they caught sauger, northern pike, crappie, cisco, and white bass um yeah get up there if you can it's been a hot lake all year long uh, we thank theo for his report up there looking forward to hearing more from him i know just from his facebook page i've been seeing a lot of his pictures and it looks like they've really been getting after him up there
0: walleye wednesday
1: that's right always look forward to it theo uh
0: i got a chance to talk yesterday with chris granrude from uh, rainy day guide service up on rainy lake way up northern Minnesota, bordering Canada, and uh, he said that uh, they had 8 to 9 inches of good clear ice covered with 8 inches of snow uh, up close to shore. Out in the main basin, it's still not as good. Uh, They're not driving any ATVs or sleds out there, but they are starting to walk out. It, It froze a little bit later and not quite as good of ice. The walleye and pike action has been really good low light uh situations and he's thinking that the action's really going to pick up here in the next couple weeks with cold temps and and getting out there being able to drive out there get to spots that you know too far to walk that is a big lake i was i was uh talking to my brother about it today there's over 2000 islands and that like that yeah it's it's pretty massive deep that i I didn't really know anything about it so i thought well if i'm gonna be talking about it i better go you know kind of look at it holy man yeah it
1: can be pretty intimidating That's that's for sure that's
0: not one that i would just go up and think i know how to fish
1: um the next report we have is coming from will papenfoos also from fish addictions tv he's up in the bemidji minnesota area um They've been on the ice already for close to three weeks. They have anywhere from 4 to 12 inches of ice on the lakes around that area, depending on if they're, they were covered by the snow that hit earlier in November, but the bite has been phenomenal up there as well. Crappies and sunfish have been chowing in 8 to 15 foot on most lakes and green cabbage beds and the edge of the deep basins walleyes have been found shallow in 12 to 20 feet on lake bemidji and a few of the smaller lakes also in the area there have been a lot of people out spearing and seeing lots of fish as well go out drill a hole and drop a line and you're guaranteed to get bit by something happy fishing and good luck walleye will says um yeah if you again you follow will on facebook or anything like that he's also a member of fish addictions tv like i said he's always posting pictures of big fish they don't call him wall I will for nothing um, yeah spearing it kind of you don't hear a lot of guys give reports on spearing I kind of found that was pretty cool have you ever had a chance to do that Scott
0: I've I've never speared I've I've uh, watched it on YouTube and that that's definitely something I'd like to give a shot
1: I can remember going to my grandpa's spear house and a few times and it was when I was really young I really didn't really pay attention to fishing as much as i did worried about falling in the hole because i that was something i was really good at when i was younger i fell in the water all the time no matter if it was during the summer or during the winter by my own fault i was always warned not to fool around but yeah i fooled around and fell in quite a few times
0: matt you wanna uh you know i don't know that this is something that the average person especially here in iowa because it's not Allowed here in Iowa, correct?
1: Uh, I wouldn't. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. As far as that goes, I don't know if it is. So I'm not going to say it is, or if it's not. So that's something I need to look into because it's just something I don't do.
0: Right, but you want to tell the people who don't know what spearing is. I mean, what they're doing in these dark houses, cutting
1: big, the, big blocks. Of yeah, you cut out a big hole, and a lot of people they put de- a decoy, a lure down there in the water, and you can see it all down there. Usually, it's in shallow water. And the northerns, and you see all kinds of different fish come in, but they're at targeting northerns, and they come swimming in, and you have a spear that has a bunch of different prongs on it. When they come in, you try to let them get set up in position, and you drop that spear down on them, and you got your fish. I mean, it's kind of like an, probably one of the earliest forms of ice fishing oh, that there right, is. It's probably right. before, you know, the stick and the string, it, they were out there spearing, so that's pretty cool. And very, cool. very traditional, yep. you know, a very traditional way.
0: Yep. Uh, our next ice report is coming from Jesse Thalman of Thalman's Guide Service, uh, west central Minnesota in Otter Tail County. Um, Jesse said that there is even starting to be some vehicle traffic out on the small shallow lakes that got ice early. Most lakes have 10 to 12 inches of ice. The bigger lakes, more down to 6 to 8 inches. Um They've got good clear ice, and the bite has been really good. Um, if you follow Jesse on Facebook at all or Thalman's Guide Service, Jesse is always, always on big bluegills and nice crappie. Uh, he just, two days ago, posted a bunch of really nice crappie. I I wish I was there fishing those. I
1: Yeah, they were definitely slabs.
0: Yeah, I'd like to get in on some good
1: crappie. <laughs> it's This early crappie bite, it seems like a lot of people have been really hitting it pretty good i mean it seems like they really go early on early ice and stuff and a lot of people have been taking advantage of it uh the next report we have comes out of northeast south dakota from guide marcus quam he's with real therapy guide service up there Um, they're seeing five to nine inches of ice more of that on smaller sloughs up there some of the big lakes still not a lot of ice on there but the smaller sloughs are starting to ice up pretty good there is some ATV and snowmobile traffic but use caution as there is still open pockets on some of the lake so it's a good idea you know err on the side of caution guys and and walk you know use the spud bar spud your way out there I mean we're getting to the time here pretty soon where you don't need to do that anymore but always remember no ice is safe, uh,
0: especially out in South Dakota. When you when you yeah. think of all the waterfall that came migrating through there, and
1: there is you know, a lot on those bigger open water.
0: They'll they'll keep a big spot open, and you know it it might have froze up, but you know one spot can have really thick ice, and ten yards from that, not so much. Not
1: much there at all, but the fishing has been great up there in northeast South Dakota. Um, Need a good cold snap to finish locking up the lakes like we were just saying and have more consistent ice throughout the region. Uh, get out there. I know that up there in that Wah Bay area, it looks like they've been on a pretty good perch, perch bite and uh, also walleyes as well. So if you're looking for somebody to go with up there, give Marcus a call, get a hold of him, and I'm sure that you'll have a good time.
0: Our next uh, report's coming out of the Black Hills of South Dakota. Uh, I had a chance to message last night with Craig Loyler a little bit. He uh, was out here a week or two out on one of the lakes up there, I don't know which one, and and posted some some pictures. I'm sure it was pretty thin ice, but uh, yesterday he told me there was no ice that he'd be confident enough to tell people about i i respect that
1: yeah I, I definitely like that. i mean you don't want to give people false information or anything like that or you know just think well if he's out there ice fishing it must be a it must be good ice so we're going right and again just be safe out there everybody
0: yeah you you can say float suits whatever no you know, it, it doesn't
1: that water's still cold when you yep, go through that. the ice those suits might keep you afloat, but it's still cold, and it's you're putting other people in danger when they're out there trying to also rescue That's you. That's
0: just it, you know. The rescue crews, they yeah, they've got I mean, kids, they've got, they've got families. families.
1: They got families. They got to go to go home to. You know, they want to go home to and everything. So, just use your head out there. Um, the last one we got coming from for us is uh, back to uh, Iowa, back down here to Iowa, to the Iowa Great Lakes, the place that kind of holds a special heart, special place in both Scott and my heart. Um, Chad Loris from the Iowa Great Lakes Outdoor Incorporated. He's a guide over there, does a lot of stuff. He's been giving out a lot of reports on his Facebook page as well. And this storm this past weekend took a real big impact on any ice that we did have out there. We really didn't have fishable ice out there yet anyways. But this blizzard that we had this past weekend on Saturday did a number on it. I mean, it opened up a lot of water back over there. I think west is pretty much all open. West Okaboji yep. is all open. Uh, east opened up a little bit on different spots. Uh, most of the ice now is slush upper gar has open water minnewashta does spirit lake does so chad's really not recommending anything right now the shore the shorelines the ice that are there it's deteriorated really bad so just don't venture out there yet guys we're gonna get some cold weather here pretty soon and it's gonna lock them up pretty good and then we'll get good ice that's one nice thing with west oak like he says in his report west oak boji doesn't have didn't have any ice on it so we didn't get a bunch of snow and slush on top of it, so it's not going to create, hopefully, bad ice. Hopefully we get good hard ice after, you know, we get some colder temps here.
0: I've seen multiple guides over there from the Iowa Great Lakes saying they're holding off. You know, it, it, it's not, you know, it's it's multiple guys that are saying, you know, it's not worth it. No, it's not. Um, our next report's coming from Kevin Paul of uh, Kevin Paul's Guide Service down Clear Lake, Iowa kevin yesterday posted on his clear lake bait and tackle facebook page that they that the ice was good i talked to him today on on the phone he told me that it was six to eight inches of ice but he didn't expect atv traffic until probably this weekend there's two large spots that the geese have kept open um want to be careful of that he did tell me that they have a good perch bite going on right now and two to three feet of water is where you're going to catch the big ones. He said a lot of guys are trying to go out deep and they're catching perch, but it isn't the quality of perch. He said, go to two to three feet, fish in the weeds, red spikes, crushed waxworms on small tungsten jigs. You know, you're going to probably have to do a lot of sorting, but in the in the weeds, two to three feet is where the good, the good perch are. Um, he did say that they are catching walleye out in seven foot of water spoons and minnow heads and then he told me about silver lake not the silver lake by lake park but the silver lake up north of clear lake
1: is that, that by like Tr- trimble or trumbull or something like that kind of up in that area that I, think I think i've heard guys it, talking about it before Yeah, there is a
0: trumbull lake over there too is there know. okay yeah i've never really explored that that place uh but yeah i guess there's i i'm not even sure what county that's it that's at but you'd For those of you from over there you know what i'm talking about but uh eight to nine inches of ice over there and a really good bluegill bite going so yeah if you're if you're interested in fishing any of those areas uh northern minnesota south dakota and and now iowa you know we all we've all got fishable ice you might have to drive a little bit but
1: well and that's the thing i mean you might not have to drive very far either i mean going north of here probably a couple hours, you get up in that Brookings area, Watertown area, there's probably spots up there that do have fishable ice that you can get on. So, you know, instead of risking it around here, maybe it's more of a reward to drive a few hours and get on that ice if you really need your ice fishing fix. You know, if not, if you can hold off, great. There's other things, if you need to get outdoors and do stuff, get a hold of us. We'll take you pheasant hunting or something, (laughs) but just don't risk your life to get out there and ice fish
0: Yep. me and dusty ramsey actually uh had a chance on saturday in the snowstorm uh kind of got a little bored so we drove over to lake Bohoya and as we were driving down to the lake uh we looked out off the boat ramp and it was like wow you know all the way covered well it, it was there we drove off to the west end of the lake and then back over to the east end of the lake and both those sides of the lake are wide open there, there wasn't a speck of ice on them and and yeah that was really kind of crazy you know a lot of ice straight through the middle all the way across but the east and the west side both wide open
1: but yeah we get a couple of weeks of nice cold weather here we're gonna get it guys we're gonna get that good solid ice and then we'll be full go out there ice fishing and it won't be long who knows maybe we'll be out there driving on it
0: i i saw thursday night down to two degrees or something like that not very much wind so yeah that's that's what we
1: need that's ice making that's ice making weather right there there. um yeah we just want to thank those guys that gave us these these reports we reached out to them and they're real quick to respond back and had no issue with giving us these awesome reports uh like i said some of these guys are guides Check them out. You know, sometimes that's the best thing to do. Like if, their Facebook pages. Yeah, go over there. Like it. If you don't know, if you want to get contacted in with them, you don't know their information, what their pages are, what their names, how to spell their names. Get a hold of us here. We'll give that information. As to long you. as
0: I can, I'm gonna try to to tag their guide service pages. Uh, you know, the Bait Chops, uh, Fish Addictions, TV i'll try to tag all that in our facebook post when i upload the podcast so
1: yeah definitely look
0: through them all like them all they're they're all top-notch guys
1: you know and sometimes the best thing to do if you're if you're new to ice fishing new to fishing in general sometimes the best thing to do is to hire a guide i get people that come up to me a lot of times and say oh you know my 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 son or my daughter they love to fish but we don't fish we don't have any of the equipment like what are some things that they need what is that sometimes the best advice i can get them is get a hold of a guide oh, definitely. go go fish with a guide for a day i mean it's well worth the money you're gonna learn a ton you're gonna have a ton of fun i mean all these guys are, well, are a lot of fun bite, to fish they with know where
0: the bites at they've well, got you, all top-notch equipment yep
1: you get to use nice gear you get to go out there fishing their nice boats i mean you're not fishing in some 12-foot john boat out there they all got nice gear i mean ice fishing most of them have you know sleds or atvs to pull their nice shacks out there with it's heated it's it's really good time and well worth it even if you're an experienced fisherman and you're going somewhere and you're new to like new to a body of water sometimes the the best way the to lessen that learning curve is to hire one of these guys
0: these guys are just filled up with knowledge i mean you know to to spend just a couple hours with them i mean you're going to learn more than what you ever can watching youtube videos and, and reading forums and looking at facebook pages and these guys are going to be honest with you you know they're yep they that that's their job is is to make sure that you guys have fun and and i shouldn't say you guys i mean it, it could be us too you know i mean if if we're gonna head up to a new body of water that we've never fished, and you know you're gonna invest a lot of time and, and money to get up there, it, you know, it, it'd probably be well worth our money to you know hire a guide for a day and you know let them get us on the water. I've I've hired a guide down in in Southwest Florida uh, two years in a row and and gone out and you know how how else is a guy down in Florida gonna get out on the ocean and fish and and I've brought I, I've gone out there with them. And these guys are filled with information. They make it fun, you know. It, it they it's love a blast. fishing. Yeah, they love fishing. They're just regular guys. All of them.
1: Yeah, they're you ask them questions. Reach out to them, even on social media stuff. Get a hold of these guys. A lot of them. If you have a question on something, they'll they'll give you all, all this information. I mean, they're not going to give you secret spots or anything like that. But I mean, they'll put you in the right direction.
0: Yeah, I'm. I mean, you know, I don't know Chris Granrude. I didn't know Jesse Thalman. Craig Euler Kevin Paul you know those, those are four guys yesterday that I just sent a Facebook message to and they they all got right back to me more than helpful you know that, that was really cool I yeah <laughs> kind of felt like a little kid again
1: <laughs> yeah so we thank those guys for their reports hopefully they find it found it fun and want to keep on doing that give us some whenever we're doing a podcast like this uh, it kind of gets me into the next thing maybe that we want to talk about Scott is like we talked about early ice and being patient what are some things like you like to do to get yourself prepared for ice season
0: well you know uh, last night dusty ramsey came over and uh, you know of course we, the mamba the mamba <laughs> no we uh we watched youtube videos of uh we we watched chris granrud we watched craig oiler we we started getting into musky tip-ups we were watching all sorts of stuff and uh Dusty had bought a couple new rods here in the last couple weeks and we put line on them, rigged them up with jigs, and you know, just yeah, it that that's you know, that's one thing that I do. Uh, You know, I'll get my shack out, you know, charge up all my Vexlar batteries. You know, I like to, I always like to tie jigs on. You know, a lot of times, sometimes, you know, something breaks off and you get out there and you're so anxious to fish and you drill your hole, you sit down, and you pull your rod out of the rod bag and, ah, no, I still got to, <laughs> I still got to tie up. You got to put I mean, that jig you know, on
1: and you're <laughs> out there with one to two pound test line and you're trying to get it in. The, it's, it's not fingers. easy. Yeah. It's not easy tying them little jigs on with that light line. Yep.
0: Yeah, your, your fingers are cold because you just scooped out your hole and everything else. The
1: and adrenaline's running.
0: Yep. Yeah. No, I would say that's the biggest thing, you know, just make sure that all your gears in order, you know, in your shack, uh, you know, Vexilar batteries charged, uh, you know, j- just stuff like that. How about you, man? Yeah,
1: I think I agree with you on all that stuff, going through all that equipment, make sure it's all good. Um, if you need to put new line on your reels, do that stuff. I'm not a big person that every year, there's... I don't put new line on every year. I'll admit it. You know, I go one or two years no, without doing too. it. I mean, I still seem, it still seems to work for me. It doesn't seem like it gets weak and breaks or anything like that. So, uh, I think one big thing that a lot of people overlook is getting their heaters out oh, and, yeah. you yeah. know, and, and checking the tank on that running it before you go out there you know starting it because there's nothing worse you get out there and you're starting to get cold in that house and you're like oh i'm gonna put my heater on and you're over there click 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 trying to get that thing lit and it will not light i mean it's just like oh, i should have checked this before i came out so if there was any problems you could have got them fixed or if anything if you had to get a new little propane heater then you could have um, that's something that i kind of think gets overlooked sometimes because it's an important piece of the equipment.
0: Oh, definitely. I actually kind of had that problem last year. I've got a, one of the little buddy heaters that that just screws right onto the top of uh the one-pound propane tank, and then sits, you know, on that base. And I guess I, I I'm not a mechanical person, but I, apparently there's something called a thermal coupler on there, and it it wasn't gapped right. So I brought it to work and showed a couple of the guys there. They knew right what the problem was, and they in there with a screwdriver screwing around with something and next thing you know i'm off to the races again
1: and you're warm yep thank god (laughs) yeah uh you know and some other things making sure you know you you have a plan together for that first ice Your cleats. I mean, we saw a couple years ago we had an experience. Cleats are so important. We were out on Miller's Bay over at West Okaboji, and we were walking off the ice, and there was an older gentleman and his son, and they were walking off, and the son was up in front of the father a long ways, and the father fell down on the ice. and He slipped hard. He slipped hard. I mean, we saw him go down. I was like, oh, and he just laid there. So we quick rushed up there to see if he was okay, and his son didn't have an idea of what was going on because he was walking up to the truck he wasn't he just figured his dad was behind him and this guy i mean he was hurt i mean he, he, he and was, he couldn't stand up
0: his his pride was hurt but his body was hurt he was yeah there was, was definitely some bruises to, to take it off and, and you know not <laughs> put on a tough face us, and but,
1: but we could tell and then you know he couldn't stand up there wasn't snow on the ice and he didn't have cleats on so he just kept slipping and just couldn't get up Finally, Scott took off his cleats and gave them to him so that he could get up. Well, in the meantime, the, the son saw what was going on and came walking out there. And by the time he got back out there, we had had the, the dad up and had him sitting there, kind of gear, gather his bearings a little bit. And, you know, luckily, it turned out that he was fine and everything like that. But it could have been much worse. I mean, you think about that. If he would have been out there by himself, oh, if funny. there wouldn't have been a been a lot of people out there, out there on the ice i mean he could have laid there for quite a while and you know that's why you just got to make sure that equipment's all ready to go
0: Yep, and those those cleats do not cost much money i mean you know i think you can get a set for 20 dollars or under i run the yak yak tracks chains i think is what they're called yep. they're, they're really nice you know they're not foot size specific uh they, they've they got stretchable rubber around the outside you slip them over your boots and, and
1: they really fit on your boots real nice Yeah, I,
0: I love them. I I didn't I didn't run them for a lot of years and, and once I got them I, do, I don't hit the ice without them.
1: No, nope. whether there's snow on the ice or not It's always a good idea to put those things on or have them right there so you can put them on because when there's no snow on the ice and it's just sheer ice it's yeah it, it really is and those uh cleats really help out with that but you know other than that just you know yeah making sure the shack is all ready to go uh i take my windows out my velcro in and out of my shack so i make sure i put that all back in i mean you don't want to be sitting there the night before you know your buddy calls you up and says hey we're going ice fishing tomorrow it's like all right if you're out there you don't want to be out until three in the morning trying to get all your gear ready just you know here and there get start getting it ready so when we do get that fishable ice and you're ready to make that trip it's all ready to go
0: i'm i'm that guy that Ah, i until the last second and then then you know you wake up in the morning and all the guys are meeting in your driveway and you know you're out there five minutes before you're supposed to meet throwing everything in your shack you can think of and you you know you forget something get it ready beforehand and and have it ready. No, know, yeah. know it's
1: ready. Make sure those auger blades are all sharpened up, that it's all ready to go. I mean, if you're using the drill type adapters and stuff like that, make sure that your drill batteries are all charged. And, you know, one tip that I want to give as far as doing that with like the K drills or the Eskimo pistol grip augers and stuff now with like a Milwaukee drill, uh, there's a lot of times when I go out there, I carry my batteries in a pack and I'll take one of those hand warmers, oh, yeah. one of those you know, throwable, throwaway hand warmers, and I'll put it in there with the batteries so they don't get cold. Yep. I mean, there's a little pouch in there that I can set one in there, and that way it keeps it nice and warm in there so that those batteries don't drain down. So when you go to use them, you get one or two holes out of them, and then all of a sudden it's like, boom, they drain. All those, those lithium batteries, they last a long time anyways but
0: then once you get out to the ice to actually take those batteries or take your drill take your whole entire auger if you've got a big enough shack put them back in your shack you know keep them in there with you don't don't sit them out on the ice you know that's that's can make a big difference you know keeping them in there in the worm shack with you
1: yeah that it does it makes a world of difference so that when you do go if you are going to move a spot it's ready to go it's right there you don't have to do a bunch of stuff to try to get it going you know, a bunch of ice gets clogged up in there or anything like that, too.
0: Yeah, the St. Paul ice show last weekend, uh, I had thought maybe I wanted to try to run up there. Uh, yeah, but Saturday, that old blizzard. The old blizzard. But uh saw a couple things on Facebook that I thought, well, we kind of touch on that. Um, have you seen that new 20-pound propane deal, It's like by flame pros or something like that flame king flame king i think it is uh to refill refill uh, them
1: yeah that does look pretty cool
0: did you know that it's illegal to transport a one pound cylinder that's been refilled refilled? really i did not know know that if if it's not one of those flame king ones uh yeah i just happened to be watching one of the videos and i think it was actually i didn't even realize that it was at the ice institute in sioux falls i didn't even see them there but uh Hmm. I think it was like five hundred thousand dollar fine or something like Holy that. Holy bucket! It's, it's 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 goofier. I mean, it's it's something really crazy. Uh, yeah, I just happened to be searching around on Facebook, and yeah, all of a sudden I see uh, see that that post. So I start looking at it, and the the fine it's on the it's on the side of a one pound cylinder. If you look at it, you know that refilled. fine print that we
1: all read all the time. Yeah, yeah. no No, that is that is interesting you know i never really thought about that and it seems like a good product because you know we go through a lot of those one pound canisters each year and if you can start refilling them and not having to throw them away when you're done i mean it can it can save on a lot
0: yeah well i think i think the the whole price the stand and everything was under 50 bucks it gives you a nice stand to tip that 20 pounder upside down and i think it's a lot cheaper
1: than that fine
0: yeah well i like i said i just can't believe five it, fifty thousand five hundred thousand it was it was a big number more than more than i've got in my back more pocket, than i want to pay yeah
1: <laughs> no i mean yeah it was that show did look interesting up there all the new products i mean it's just crazy all the things that come out every year you know all the you know anything from a little jig that everybody's crazy about to a new auger a new shack i mean the lineup of for all these companies for their shacks now it's just unreal. I don't know if you can really go out there there is no such thing as a bad shack, really. No, if no. you really think about it, I mean this company, that company, they all seem to be putting out quality products now. I mean, all you and I we have different brand of shacks and we both enjoy fishing out of both of them.
0: Right. I I've, I've had a clam shack since I first bought a shack that my my brother had a clam shack, so I used to go with him. He had a Denali T C that two guys sat back to back and you know, he had a clam shack. I bought a clam shack, but I actually helped Dusty Ramsey put together his new Eskimo shack here.
1: Yeah, he bought that Sierra Thermal. That's the same one I have. Yep. Two. It's a very nice shack. I I really like it. It's it's kind of a two it's a two man shack. You fish you can fish two people in there comfortably, but it kind of like shines as a like a one and a half person shack it really does it, i can get all my gear there beside me fishing it's not huge i can load it into my truck by myself it's insulated it keeps me warm there wasn't a lot of times last year where i had to run my heater a lot
0: Yep, and that's that's about just like my shack i ran a I run a clam nanook and i think that's a small two man is what they uh, consider it. But I, I, you know, I kind of figured, well, I'll take that second seat out, you know, and I'll just sit in the middle. I actually like that second seat. I can fold it flat and I, uh, put my jigs, put my wax worms over there, my cell phone, my gloves and
1: use it as a workbench. Oh
0: yeah. And and my brother, he, he has a, a one man clam and he came over, you know, sees me stretched out, you know, whatever. (laughs)
1: He's,
0: he's actually in the market for a two man shack now too, I think. So yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, they're, I mean, they really are nice shacks. Um, yeah, the St. Paul Ice Show was last weekend. This weekend, they got the Fargo Ice Show coming up.
0: Oh, that's right. You thinking about going to
1: that? I was thinking about it, but I got to see if there's anybody else that wants to make that run up there. It's a new show this year. Okay. I mean, it's the first year doing it, I'm pretty sure. Shields I mean, Arena. Yep, so okay. it should be a good one. The Sioux Falls Shields has their Ice Fest this weekend okay. as well. I think it goes Friday, Saturday and Sunday. They have some pretty good speakers. I know Jason Mitchell is going to be there on Saturday giving a seminar and stuff Super like that. Shields? Yep. Super Jason Super Mitchell? Shield. Oh, he's been there before. I've I'm talked to him up there. Call me. I know. Well, he didn't want you giving everybody their his spots, you know. He's learned everything that he knows from you. So.
0: I think he got a new cell phone. Must not have my number. Put it room. on block. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Ignore. <laughs> no. So I mean, there's a lot of opportunities to go out there. There's a lot of good deals at these shows. I mean, some of the best deals of the year that you're going to get. If you want, if you're in the market for something new, this weekend now's the time to get it. Otherwise, it's you know, there's not going to be any more show specials, and then you got to kind of wait for the next year's stuff to come out so you know there's a lot of opportunities out there this weekend go out there check them out i don't know i might just stay around here at the suit check the sioux falls one out up there at shields and see what there is i can't eat i know i need a couple new rods i think i broke a couple last year so that's kind of what i'm looking for
0: yeah i uh i got a bit busy weekend of uh birthday parties
1: Kids' uh, activities.
0: Fifth-grade girls' basketball tournaments. Uh,
1: you know they're still looking for referees for that, don't you? you yeah. Could, you well, could definitely I'm, get out there.
0: I'm on the list, but I'm not certified. Well, just does. don't be
1: reffing from the stands. I know how you parents <laughs> do that stuff.
0: Uh, well, I think that might put a wrap on uh, episode two, unless you've got something else to say, Matt.
1: No, that's, I mean... Keep on listening, guys. If you have any questions, get a hold of Scott and I. We're always willing to talk fishing. If you're looking for somebody to go, if you're new into it, you want to get out in the area, let us know. We're, we love taking new people out fishing, so don't be afraid to reach out to us. Get a hold of us on Facebook or anything like that. Uh, if you got kids that want to get out, you, know, you can't get out, but you have some kids that want to try to get out, let us know. We'll try to get them on the ice somehow. We'll
0: leave Ramsey back, I think, with his probation. I don't know if he's allowed to be around anyone 18 years ago. Oh, he
1: is. <laughs> if you guys know us, Dusty is a friend of ours. We like to harass pretty good sometimes.
0: Brady Grafing said that we didn't take that had to, Dusty. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, Dusty, you can take that up with Brady about this one. <laughs> so we had to get a few jabs into you, man.
0: All right. Well, I think that's it. Thanks all for listening. Uh, we'll see you again maybe next week.
1: Or Have maybe song, on right? the water.
0: Yeah, that's right. See ya.